0: Welcome back to the WREM Morning Show. It's time for our Monmouth McDonald's Coaches Corner. And since it is Tuesday, we're speaking with the Avon Tornado football coach, Rick Quinn. Coach, how are you doing this morning? Good. Thanks for having me again. You bet. Absolutely. Uh, congratulations. Went to 3-0 overall in the season and uh, 3-0 in your first year of Lincoln Trail Conference play. Beat Ridgewood 52-14. to That's a nice one. Take us through it.
1: Yeah, um, it was a big win. Uh, we talk about splitting the season up into thirds and trying to win every third to put yourself in position to obviously be in the playoffs or for the conference hunt. And uh, we're fortunate enough to be 3-0, uh, playing pretty well. Uh, started a little slow on Friday night. Uh, I think we were first and 35 <laughs> after our first two attempts to run a play uh, from our 10-yard line. Uh, a couple penalties put us way behind the chains. Uh, We uh, hit Stoney on a a deep end cut to kind of cut it in half on second down, and then we were about third and 13, and uh, we came back to the end cut, but um, the safety kind of jumped the end cut, and Easton hit Clay down the seam for a 71-yard touchdown pass to get us started. Um, We allowed a big kickoff return, which has kind of been – one of the areas we need to start working on a little bit. That's kind of been our weakness, I think, if, if I had to point to one. Um, I think they got ball at uh, the 30-yard line. They drove down, had a nice drive, uh, scored a touchdown, tied it up at six. Uh, we kind of stalled out on the next drive at their, I don't know, 15, 20-yard line, a couple more penalties. Um, then we forced a punt, and then the uh, second quarter I think we scored 36 or something like that points and we're up 46 to six at half so um offense got going uh mixed it up really well i think got a lot of guys involved in the running game uh got some guys involved in the passing game uh it's kind of our mo right now we like to spread the ball around get as many people involved as possible try to keep fresh i thought the o-line did a great job um They came out after our first drive and played a five-man box, so we tried to establish the run game a little bit, and uh, we were kind of audible at the line here and there because of the way they were changing their defense according to how we were lining up. So I thought the guys played really well. The defense continues to fly around and force turnovers and cause havoc. I think at halftime, um, because of the fumbles that were forced and the negative plays they had, I think they had eight yards total offense so, I mean, I think if you continue to do that, you're going to put yourself in a good position to be successful.
0: Yeah, um, looking at the stats that uh, that I thank you for sending every week. Yes, I mean there's just multiple guys playing well, and you said you like to spread it around. You're running the ball well. You got three running backs that are that had, had some nice totals. You got some receivers that are making some making some plays. Easton Schissler's playing so well at quarterback. Uh, throwing the football and, and running the football. Let's talk about those guys up front. Now, I know you just mentioned them a little bit, but let's talk about them guys up front.
1: Well, you know, I, I think they're doing a great job. Um, you got Ty Tinkum, who's a three-year starter at center. Ty's an exceptionally smart kid. Um, he's a little undersized, obviously. I, I, I mean, I don't want to shortchange him at, like, calling him, like, 5'6", five, 5'7", five, but he's not very tall. He's about 180 pounds. Uh, the right guard is Ben Brady, who's also a three year starter. Um our right tackle is Tanner Klockengay, who's a junior, he's a two year starter. And then the left side, uh at left tackle's Trey McVeigh, who's also probably five five, one sixty five. Um and then our left guard, we rotate Leighton Danewood, we'll start there and then depending upon how the game's going, we may move him to running back and then uh we'll put in Evan McDormand who's a sophomore. Um and I, I think the good thing about the line, like I said, I don't think we're overly big up front, but I, I think the guys work well together. They're communicating well. Um, they're, they give it what you got, what they have, and, and that's all we can ask. And, and I'm proud of them for that. And I think we'll continue to get better and continue to work to improve. And we always tell them all the time, it, it, it's it's one of those positions that you don't get a lot of notoriety no. and credit, but if you're scoring a lot of points, it's probably because your offensive line is giving your quarterback time or, or allowing the running backs some running lanes. So that that's where your success is. And anytime we get the opportunity, we tell the running backs, quarterbacks, make sure they mention the offensive line because without them, <laughs>
0: um,
1: they're, they're kind of, they're kind of what makes the engine go, I believe. So they've, they've done a great job. These first three games, they're going to have to keep it up this week. Um, Mercer County looks to have good size, good athleticism. Uh, we're gonna have to hang our hat on them again.
0: Yeah, you um, and I think you're one of the, I think you're one of the, in my opinion, one of the better coaches that tailor your offense to basically what you have each. You know, you tailor it to what you have, and with that not not so big a line, and, and you threw out some some weights there and some sizes. Um, I think you've tailored a pretty darn good offense around the line that you have this year.
1: Well, I, I think you know i I'd, I'd love to. Honestly, because when I first started, we were running some wishbone. Uh, We were a little bigger uh, across the board up front, and I just think sometimes each team's a little bit different, and sometimes you have to be willing to adjust what you're doing to put your guys in a position to be successful. Um, Now, obviously, it's, I would say, much, much more the kids I have than anything I've done. Um, I've got... Like I said, great kids. Uh, They've been committed to us. The senior class has given us a lot. They've started a lot of games for us. Uh, They're really good kids. Um, They're a good bunch to be around. And right now we're having some success. We're having a lot of fun.
0: I know some coaches, you know, some old, you know, some stubborn coaches are like, hey, I'm dancing with the date that brung me. And and it just can't work that way anymore.
1: Well, I think small school football, unfortunately, I mean – I, I understand uh, what they're doing, and sometimes I wish I could do that. Uh, it would be a lot easier at times. Uh, but, we, like I said, we like to adjust. We're not just going to say, hey, we're going to run this play all the time. I mean, we like to change formations, give different looks, give some motions, uh, try to find matchups that suit us the best, and, like I said, try to put guys in a position to have the most success they can have. And uh, it's working out for us right now. It's not to say we won't have to make some more adjustments throughout the season depending on who we're playing and what's going on. But I think that's just kind of the nature of the beast with small school football right now.
0: Defensively, I mean, holy cow. uh, Coach Kelso sent me a stat and said you guys have caused 24 fumbles this season. We're only three games in, man. You've caused 24 fumbles. That's a tremendous amount.
1: Well, I, I I can tell you a lot of it starts with our defensive line. Moving Leighton Damewood to nose guard has just been, it's changed our defense in the way it looks. He is getting off the ball so fast, causing a lot of exchange issues with the quarterback in the center. He's timing up the snap count. Um, he's had a few offsides, but you take that with with what he's doing because he is, like I said, he is getting off the line so quick, and he's able to 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 get so close to the ball without being off sides and get off the ball. And he's so athletic that he can cross face to the center and get in the A gaps. There's times where he's getting into the B gap and he's setting it up for the other D lineman and Perry servant and Ben Brady. Uh, And then our two outside linebackers, Chris Woods and Parker Stone King. And I mean, they're just having a lot of success. They're flying around. Um, our back half we feel really, really good about. Um, they're not facing a lot of passing right now. That may change this week. But we think our, our, our secondary is very, very good. Clay Slagle is coming up making tackles, causing fumbles. Uh, Parker Dars is just, he's steady. That's what we call him all the time. Like you know what you're getting from Parker every week. He, he's going to do his assignment. He's going to make tackles. He's going to break up passes. Um, and then Easton's on the back half of our safety, and we feel like he's as good a center fielder as there is in, in, in football, so in our class. So, you know, we're really confident with the way we're playing. We have to keep it up. We have to stay assi- assignment sound. Uh, Mercer County is going to give us a lot of different looks. Uh, I mean, they'll, they'll go wishbone, they'll go eye. The next thing you'll know, they'll be in trips or two by two. So our defense is going to have to be assignment sound and, and pay attention to their keys and keep their eyes out of the backfield and, and continue to play the way we're playing.
0: I know I talked to coach Milroy on Thursday mornings and they had Mercer County last week. And, and we talked about it. I mean, coach Milroy's coming from Stark County. So he knows all about Mercer County and, and rivalries and stuff. But uh, Mercer, County, we, we talked last week, Mercer County is in a desperate situation. They're not used to be an O and two. They're not used to be one and two either. They're still in kind of that desperate mode.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a really big game for the conference early on. Yeah. It's a huge game for them. Uh, I, I'm assuming they have some confidence moving forward. Uh, unfortunately, the first two weeks, and I think maybe even last week, the COVID deal has hit them. So, so you don't know who's playing, who's not playing, if they're at full strength, but they're not at full strength. And then, like you said, being one and two in the conference. And, and you know, with six games left – and chasing five, yeah, you got a desperate, desperate team that they're going to, you would think, come out fired up and, and do anything they can to get a W. And then you throw in the fact that, that they've got such a great tradition that, that they have that going for them, too, and these kids have had success on this team. So it's you're, we're going to have to play well. We're looking forward to the challenge. Uh, we get a home game after two long bus trips, so we're kind of looking forward to that. Um it'll be a nice measuring stick just because they're one and two we think they're much better than the record indicates so um they've had some tough matchups obviously farmington is a, is a very very good program coach voss does a great job and then the, unfortunately they had to forfeit against knoxville and then they played united last week and i think coach Millroy has a great job there and that looks like that was quite a battle um so it'll, it'll be a fun matchup, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be, it uh, could be maybe a rivalry down the road in the LTC because you guys always have a solid program every year. Mercer County's a perennial power. This, I'm going to keep an eye on this for the next couple of years. This might be a fun rivalry between you and the Golden Eagles.
1: It, 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 you know, in moving to a new conference, yeah. it, it's nice to find new rivalries. Um, when we had our crossovers, I think we always were playing Princeville and we'd get uh, the old mid-county. And so this is going to be nice to play. I think the last time we played Mercer County is when they were just Alito. And that was, I was an assistant coach for Dennis Larson when they, uh, I think they won the state championship that year, in all honesty. So, and you knew every time Alito was coming to town, you were going to be in for a long night, usually.
0: All right, coach. Uh, Good luck. Go get them. It's going to be a fun one. I'm going to keep my eye on this one for sure on Friday night. Good luck. We'll talk about it next Tuesday.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: You bet. That's happening the on Tornado football coach Rick Quinn on our Monmouth McDonald's coach's corner.